0: Hello listener, it's the host of Campbell's Football's Grant Campbell here, with a message to every one of you listening to this podcast. Please keep safe during this very stressful time with the outbreak of coronavirus affecting not just football, but our everyday lives. Make sure your friends and family are safe during this very stressful time for many of us, not just physically, but mentally too. But Campbell's Football's will still be producing podcasts, However, there will be very few predictions because obviously there's not much football going on at the moment. I have a few in conversation specials though, which I'm sure you would love to listen to. But at the end of the day, please make sure that you look after yourselves. Take the time to listen to the show in your own home, with friends and family. And remember that we are all in this together. So take care, be safe, and I'll see you soon.
1: I hear the rumor of a good life Do you hear it now? Must be the rumor of a good life I looked into the future, it was all the same I was under the sky,
2: no new horizons Maybe there is no one else to
0: so we're back for another episode of Campbell's Footballs, the only podcast where bad predictions are cancelled out by good crack. I'm joined this week, for this show at least, um, by former Irish league striker Chris Morgan. Chris, a warm welcome to the show. No,
2: thanks, Chris. Thank you
0: for having me. Yeah, no worries at all. I'm really interested to learn more about your career. So uh, uh, for those who maybe don't know you, um, can you explain a little bit about your career in a nutshell?
2: Um, I played in the Arctic for about 15 years, um, I played for Crusaders initially, uh, moved from Crusaders to Linfield, then made you know, the, the, the not-so-often move to Glen Swarm, uh, doesn't happen too often It probably happened more now than it would have done back then, uh, and then latterly in my career I spent a little bit of time at
0: Jury and very brief of them right at the very end of a career. Yeah, yeah. You certainly had a, a an illustrious career looking at the statistics that I looked at earlier on, and your pathway is certainly something that I'm keen to explore uh, further in this podcast. And the first thing I always kick off with my guests is basically what made you want to go into football in the first place? Were you inspired by your family or by players that you saw on television? Was it a mixture of things?
2: I think. Um with most, um, most people involved in football, you know, they, they start off as a kid, anybody anybody that plays, you know, at any level, they develop a for the game, you know, through those four of the years. I would have been um, day after day, hour after hour, in uh, the, the street with my friends, on my own. Um, Play played the local football team, um, at that stage, being a kid, my dad had started, you know, it's not like now where there's lots of well-structured and, um, football clubs back in the um, early 80s, as it would have been, there were some fairly um, unstructured boys clubs and, that, and that's effectively what we were and that's where it started and, and really at that stage you had no know, real expectation of where your football will go. And, um, the game and, and eventually um, you, you you obviously start to recognize and other people recognise your credibility and 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 I that's from, from the sort of the behest yeah. And few opportunities and few was a from about sixteen and finish boys foot around sixteen. and had a few injury problems, then play for and then played amateur league football, which was fairly
0: not sure whether you're good no. so, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So when you sort of kick started uh, your career at Crusaders, who were the who were the people that sort of uh, pushed you to kind of head into that direction in the first place at Crusaders? Um, well
2: the first the, the first person that, that really chased um, uh, me to come for him was a guy called Freezer. Uh he I've known Fraser since I was a young boy. Um, but at that point, he was the result, he was the goal, the result, you know, Crusaders. I was about 18, as I said at the time. He, he was pressing me up on time, and I was quite happy when I was up, um, you know, for my local team and famous inmates, things like that. Um, mm. But we met Crusaders with him, quite being a friendly. Um, and a, a well known Irish uh, figure, Billy Sinclair, not a guy as well. I've been um, well known here. He, he played for Glenmore. I'm pretty sure he played for Rangers. He, he managed Kilkenny, but he was involved with fixtures in
1: the backroom stuff and the dressing up one. Yeah, we played um, the reserve team in friendly,
2: um, and he spoke to me after the game. We we won the game. 5-1. 19 that I was there for Central United we beat for 5-1. I only played in the first half and the score of four. <laughs> uh, he, he spoke to me at the end of the game and uh, "You know, John would like you to come down and he really you know, he's, he's spoke to us and I've watched you tonight here and We'd love you to come down. and I was still doing that thing. I thought, I'm not quite sure if I'm, you know, at at that level, I don't know if I'm good enough to go and play in the Ice League. And it's was just like, well, that's our reserve team there tonight, and you've just scored four in 45 minutes. So, what are you not sure about being good enough? Uh, I mean, it was one of those games where, I mean, you know, it wasn't a a true reflection of anything great that I
0: did. It was, you
2: know, nothing rebounding off the keeper. You know, there wasn't any fantastic goals. It was just one of those times where things fell. but that just was to give me the level of, of confidence to think, well, I can certainly compete at reserve team level. That's not what I say. You, were, you know, Your expectation was that you would want to take one And the second thing is that he's played a few in the reserves yeah, in that pre season, got some first team um, experience, played some games in the first team. It was an idea. He very quickly said to me, we're going to bring in. You're still a lot to learn, you're very wrong. Well, but if you're going to be part of the first team squad, you'll play you'll in the first team, you'll be a first team player. We're going to pay you, we're going to do you know, these things. So everything moves really, really quickly. Um, I didn't play a huge amount of games that season. I think I played about a, a dozen times all off the bench. Um, but it was really team, uh, you know, team, the first team won the league that season. Very successful, very good side. Um, in amongst that in, in amongst that squad training with them being involved in that space. so things moved really really quickly from somebody that was, you know I was happy really in the iron really in the amateur league which is decent standard but you know nowhere near where I ended up Yeah. Uh, and like I said there are just, just things moved at quite a quick pace uh, you know I, I went and a couple of games that pre-season signed on the side of the club on the
0: yeah. Yeah. No, it's quite fantastic to just hear um, those stories and how the things sort of went, as you said, at a very quick pace. You mentioned Roy Walker there. What was he like as a manager? Because I've seen him a couple of times on on the Irish League highlights. He seems like a guy with a font of knowledge.
2: Uh, he, he, was, he was a was type of guy. I mean, I. I to make that transition from a, a village club, which came in is a tiny village, uh, that's where I grew up, um, it, 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 to move to, you know, to, to an Irish league club could be quite sort of challenging for anybody. You're, you're growing that thing was very simple it like um, was very much was and it's a cliché term that he was a lot of times but it was very much a family club so you, you went there you didn't feel overawed. Mm. To, to a massive degree there were still players in and around you that were household names but everybody made you feel very well with very quickly so yeah. and, and Roy was yeah I know that and, and even how he set up teams even how he, he was very charismatic, he, um, his delivery from, from, from uh, in, a, in a dressing room in terms of pre-game was superb, so you have guys going out feeling like they were world leaders and that's, that was one of his huge strengths in terms of just managing people. Yeah. Um, very successful businessman, and you can see why, because he was just intelligent and articulate but he got people he got the best out of people and it doesn't matter what mode of life you're in if you're in a business you run out of business and you can get the maximum out of the people within the business you're going to be successful and that's exactly what he did in his football team and that's what he he was so good at but he kept everything very simple even training there was there there was nothing overly complicated about it Um, but people trained exactly how they played so it it was a very tough environment I uh, had a very young team coming in small and light not very physical very quickly you learned that you had to be able to, to to deal with the physical side of the game because yeah. these teams were known uh, as the hatchet men and the hatchet men uh, and, and uh, you can probably guess why they got that in the end yeah. so they played a style of football that was very physical yeah, um, which wasn't really what I was you know
1: I was, Yeah,
2: I <laughs> of make um, but it, was, it, was a, it was an amazing experience, you know, because there were so so many big names and that, um, big personalities in, in that dressing room, and it was a learning experience for me to come out
0: of that. Well, that was my next a, question. Well, that matters. was that was my next question. What were the what what kind of players were you playing in a, in with? Because it, you sound as if that it was a really successful Crusader squad around about that time.
2: Yeah, well, it was. It, it, yeah, that's the two leagues in a short space of time. Uh, in my time there, there was two leagues. I, this, my first season there, we, the, the team won the league. I played a half a of games in the league. and uh, had no impact on the team in the league, but it was in and, in and around that. Uh, and, and it developed, uh, I suppose, uh, um, a culture. You know, There was a very strong culture within that dressing um uh, And again, for me personally, I gained a lot out of that in terms of seeing how things worked. Uh, But there was people, like Stephen Baxter, I learned a huge amount Stephen Baxter who's now the current president's first team manager. My team was was very undeveloped at that point, a natural ability. But there's a lot of things in terms of how you play up front that I couldn't do, that I didn't know, I had never been coached
1: over that. So
2: I've never seen the since Stephen Baxter. Just people have pairs them up who's one of great, defender, McKeown, the old time great is actually his defenders, Kevin McKill, the Bills. Kurt Hunter, who's a like this legend you mean with the so there's just so many um, not just fantastic players, but characters that you you love I <laughs> Previous season, but effectively, this was the third time, it was his second time.
0: Yeah,
2: and he was saying, I'm not coming back to you for a third (laughs) time, he's always been back to you three times, but I'm not coming back, you know. And it was a little bit of that, you know, where he was um, probably a little bit of psychology was him, but he was saying, You've you've knocked us back already. Um, If you knock us back a second time, if you knock me back a second time, I'll not come back. Whether he will, I don't know, but uh, the timer was right for me at that point. I felt like. Absolutely, um, from the level of expectation and yeah. um, what was expected of individuals not just um, the collective but also what you would have been expected to how you'd be expected to carry yourself the level of professionalism and I know a lot of people that have played uh, in England and Scotland and have, the, maybe the lower leagues in England and Scotland and they uh, said the level of professionalism at Lincoln is greater than what they expect
0: to probably in league one yeah absolutely
2: Absolutely. It and would and, and, and change, and, and, but I, was, I, I was kind of knew that it was ready for so that. The, the, what was happening at Crusaders was that a lot of the big names of Roy wanted to change them with him to Glen um, I kind of felt this was my right time to, to move on. I wasn't part of what he wanted. Yep. Um, and, 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 uh, but I, I, I had good options pointed out where James Henry killed Absolutely.
0: Yeah, you mentioned David Jeffrey, Chris. He sounds like a really fantastic guy in, in life, not just as a manager. I, I I wondered if you shared that opinion. Yeah, I tell you, I mean, he, he had
2: a huge impact. Um, I played under him for six years, um, and he, he had a huge impact again. And just in, in, in general standards, I mean, that's one of the things that, that being, he was able to maximize what, what people did when they were there. He, he had the best People he set high standards, and if people drop below them, then he could be fairly restless. in the soft side to him as well. You mean, you could you could you could think you're, you're you've, you've stepped out of line and he's going to go through you, and then he would put the arm on you. And then on other occasions, he would he would go through you for a shortcut, and you think he's he more reactive that, So, yeah, he, but he, he just he knew had, how he had to to make people tick. and I still you know a lot of times he uh, the back end of my time he made the decision to, to let me go. Um, he did not offer me another contract. Um, and, but it's never been something that I certainly never uh, had any issue with him. There was never any personal fallout. We remained on... Um, um, it, I mean, it's quite difficult to talk about the manager being a you know, friend or such. But I've been flashing as a friend and nothing ever changed from the moment that he... he, um, he I mean, I was hugely disappointed at the time, whenever he like, didn't offer many other contracts. Yeah. Um, but it never had any great problem with him. He made a decision that I disagreed with, but there was no was never any spoilers. It never has been since, and, 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 or it, there's never been bad blood since. It's not that long now. Um, but it was just bit kind of what happened. You know, people can be
1: like that it, it, yeah. uh, by time. But, but
2: Absolutely. Yeah. I was trying I was trying to think of
0: Yeah, I was trying to think I was trying to think think of the the players that you played alongside. Was, Was was Glenn Ferguson around about that time that you were there?
2: We probably all worked really well in terms of we complemented each other. We were all different types of players, so um, the, 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 you know there was really good options for the manager in terms of second players. But that's that's a gamble. You get good players all over the park. And with that, there was always high standards. So yes, um, you know you put those two things together, and then that's why you have successful teams.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, in, I mean in Scotland. I mean, obviously, this podcast is listened to a lot of people in Scotland. You know, playing for Linfield is very much like playing for Celtic and Rangers. That standard is so high, and when you lose, you, you are very much in the firing line for criticism. Was it the same when you got when you were playing for Linfield?
2: Yeah, <laughs> the expectations, is since you, mm-hmm. you win the league, everything. Absolutely. Um, I was there six years and we won three times. Um, uh, more, uh, the more season we had was the fourth and it was like the end of the world. Um, you know man, it was a shocking season. There was lots there of uh, it, it was a pretty bad season in New Zealand for a proportion of the season injured. Um, but, uh, the whole team, the, the club, was, it was a poor season. Um, uh, but as a season like that there, then there's there's always ramifications There's people that you know aren't there the following season you know? and yeah. um uh, what yeah. happened off the back of that the following season we we, we won't release that nah, season they had been but um, it's it's it,
0: it's a club that just expects to win. Yes. And, and, uh, and, and I I enjoyed that aspect of
2: it, I enjoyed the fact that there was high standards and demands and yeah, you had to be able to I out as a player I probably would have been a better player every game and it's been like a top player because I kind of one of the at things I, I, I know that I'm a big fan yeah. I generally that's when I probably came to the fore a little bit and I've tried to probably let myself start in a where it um, really wasn't such an importance around it and um, you know if, 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 if it's something I could
0: yeah, yeah. Now that so you obviously had some successful times at Linfield, and then you decided to make the extraordinary uh, switch to your bitter rival. Well, Linfield's bitter rivals, I should say, Glentoran. What, what did that? How, what made you want to make that bold move? I should say. Well, the new thing that happened was coming that thing, we um, had just won the league. Um, there was very much an uh, understanding that in players,
2: when you delivered and they uh, the come at the end of that contract. And at that point, midfield used, used to work in a way where lots of people would have been on maybe two year contracts, but they wouldn't have renegotiated from the end of the season. Yeah.
1: They would
2: let people's contract come to the end. Um, and they've changed that since, since, since those days because they've got caught a few times. But um, there was an understanding, and not always enough of the, and I, and I played a fairly significant role in, 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 in I mean, I was a player that played for the game, in that League champion. I don't think it was one of my best champions, but it wasn't, you know, I, I was on a level of an attack. Um, and I was not expecting to get another contract. I was worried, we you know, most people would have looked out it and thought, well, you're a contract, you're getting another one. Um, and, and I didn't. You know, I started with. Mm. Yeah. That was a you know, challenge, but I mean, it I mean, I did okay, and um, we didn't we were like, I had a contribution that would have suggested that they we were going to get a contract, and most people would have said that to me, you know, um, and I didn't, you know, that was the decision that David made, he decided he wanted the first things up, he wanted to bring somebody else in, um, I don't think they, they didn't actually get anybody to replace the me, they tried to bring a few people and it didn't work, but that's what happened, you got them, you went through that period, you got you got them, And that's who, you know, that's ultimately who you'd want to be playing. for Poor it, they very quickly said that they weren't interested in it. Left with it can be a fair degree of interest. And it was a new story, so there was straight away running love, as well a small measure the time he had his video art, I think had a saying So, that immediately, they that out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, every other club contacted me in, in the next period
0: of time when loads of clubs are contacting you for your services? How does that make you feel that makes you feel so wanted doesn't it or does it make it more difficult in the fact that I have to get this next move right for progression in my career what what what, what
2: do you think? I mean, really um, and i i I'm mean, going Really difficult position there. Uh, I feel like get to him like that, possibly, but even if it's going to. Yeah, and um, that move doesn't happen
0: too often. Um, it was uh, it was a strange time, but, you know. Uh,
2: uh, yeah, I mean, I am really was
0: good like... time. Yeah. I mean, I was trying to think of similar stories to yourself in other countries. I remember when Roberto Baggio uh, left Juventus to go to Roma. Um, it's, it's probably a famous one I remember, but certainly bringing it back to the Scottish roots, you've got two that sort of spring to my mind. One is the Mo Johnston uh, movement from uh, you know in Scotland uh, with Celtic and Rangers, and then obviously latterly Kenny Miller um, going from going from Rangers to Celtic, and then obviously he went back to Rangers as well. <laughs> It doesn't So, so um, you know, I mean, how does
2: so yeah, I mean, it's a bigger scale. Yeah, but it's, it's similar probably even Kenny Miller is, 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 probably has yes, yeah. and probably have less I mean, I remember the most as a kid, I've been stunned by it. You know, the yeah. you know, whole by that. You more prevalent in terms of the nuclear UK people, um than it is now. Um, and that was huge, I'd say that at the time, especially um, given the fact that he committed the same for something with two day year
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Um, we have to, we have to ask. I usually ask my guests about their uh, their greatest game or their most famous game, but you actually have a game named after you called Morgan Day, which I was kind of reading up a little bit about on uh, the other day. Um, just give us a little bit of a context to it, Chris, because it's quite astonishing, is this, isn't it? Well, it's probably not that
2: because the way football works. I want to understand what happened. The time is enough for them. They could have gone into the last day of the season, and, um, and the table was in their hands. Um, but on the whole, of course, beat the game three-two. Yeah. And Adam Ross to play the first two goals. literally Philipe going through a guy, David Armour, who I've long had a career with. But whenever I left, basically the decision that David Jeffrey made was whether to keep. He or David, um, and he decided to keep David, and whatever David scored,
1: he put it in there on. It was um, a his decision, uh-huh. but um, in deep at the injury
2: time, I capped one in from three yards. <laughs> we win the game three-two. Um, I mean, the whole game itself it was a fantastic game, um, huge crowd, as big a crowd as there's been. The
0: game was delayed
2: by 20-25 months to allow fans to get into the into the game. Yeah. Um, but the aftermath of that was like, that there was riot, There was a riot on the pitch, yeah. there was a redness
1: hmm. uh,
2: and that took a lot of the um, the shine off it to some degree. Yes. Um, and not not maybe so much for for me like at that moment. Um, well it 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 was it was an incredible you uh, title and uh, we won follow-up. the the league we really title it. and a lot of people put it you know, when you look at the context of that league campaign it came down to one game
0: yeah. and the person who scored
2: the winner happened to be me, yeah having been released by in the previous season. So but, uh and it's yeah, it's that's a it's not Yeah, 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 yeah. I coach my, I, I coach my son, uh, Pete, at Underhill Adams, at a club called at and I get something The kids sometimes tell me, because they, they, I, I, they know I play in football, but they don't necessarily have the old time, but one or two of them will say to me, I watched the, the Morning Day on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I did that today. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know you do it for no.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. So, but it was it, it, it um it was an it was an unbelievable game done, but it goes right back to my original point about it it was probably one of those things that it was absolutely starting to happen that yeah who was going to score the winner it was, was going to be it was going to be me you know it makes, it made, that the made it was decision to release me look like the wrong thing to do yes and, Yep. that's the way it, it, it goes it, 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 we won the league last season and it came down to that one team and uh, huge
0: win and that no question about it yeah and then after your fantastic time at Glen Torren and, and, and obviously the continued success that you had falling on from Linfield you then decide to make the move to Nury um, why did that move down the league because obviously were Nury were a team that were maybe on the up a little bit as well or um,
2: I probably got to that point at first, Lord, where I mean, it was probably um, just from, uh Thursday. Um, i was to have a question at the I think we should have moved a little bit sooner. Um, but eventually, I've been with the manager at for a long time. he on that very soon. And they've played against each are Morning. You get to the, the latter stage in your career, and you're clear. if you want to play as much um, to as uh, you can play, and to drop down in Yuri in was probably to be of the team that they make it to, just can't believe it really well. Um, so, just to have that opportunity to go.
0: Yeah, I mean I've, I, I got a question from Mo Ruddy who says what was your fondest memory of Newry?
2: Really, a to be part of something where I
0: played and you know, and the of those competitions that we had quite a bit of joy with so yep. times. at that time. But it was, I, I loved like the finals. Yeah. Sorry, do you need me? No, it's okay. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it's not a problem. Um. No, no, well, I'll take that bit out, it's not a problem. Um, I was just thinking back of uh, the next question I was going to ask you. So, you obviously were at Newry, and then your your last club that you played it for was Dungannon. What, again, yeah. what, what was the thought with that? Well, I,
2: I, things were going badly at, at, at Newry from the point of view that it was um, Jerry resigned around September. The young guy in Johnny McDonald is manager. I had a lot of characters but he had a fight just past because the morale within our squad, people um, weren't uh, We knew what we put on the chairman was interfering in He, yeah, selection. There, there was a lot of suspicion, there was a lot of uh, players basically weren't happy. he resigned and a lot of too. But, because they genuinely didn't. There's never one student that I went and that didn't give him what I thought was everything I was given. And I'm sure a lot of players would have it, but we weren't happy. We weren't happy how things were being run. Um, Johnny was a great guy, uh, the manager, uh, very knowledgeable, uh, but he, he was on a heightened announcement. Came to January and um, and it, you know, I pretty much decided at that point. I just uh, we'd just had a second son, um, our second child, uh, and, and things were, you know, a little a bit more challenging. And I, nice, you know, yeah. coming okay. um, I just turned. I was then hitting thirty-four, so uh, that's the only that kind of said that was probably going to be my last season. I starting to even more on the pitch. And I was managing a lot of injuries. I'd always had a long-term back issue. Yeah. Um, so it just felt like it was going to beat me in the last few. years. Uh, again, Murphy, who's a big fan of mine, was in the coaching staff at Bangham, and he said, Would you want to come to us for today, you know, we'll take you." Uh, they had the me, which I thought was unbelievable from Gary's point of view that they made me go and buy me um, at three months left in my contract. I said to the guys "I'm probably not going to play." I, I, you know, I, I planned it at the end of the season. Um, Dixie Robinson was the manager, Rodney McGarry and Darren. That was the coaching team. Yeah. Um, but I worked I played 10 games or something. It was between the end of January and the end of the season, and it was it was, it was brilliant. At the end. Back um, enjoying it, um, I didn't. Uh, I it was a good side. Yeah, I think we finished the season. I kind of historically, would have been a, a small club yes. fighting to, to stay in the league, but that particular season, we finished in the top six. We four, yeah. were fourth or fifth.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: a really, really good team, and I enjoyed playing at that team. Um, I, I probably a less goal than the day I wouldn't have been. I didn't start every game, or you know, certainly. Um, as important to the, to the, to the team as we would have been at, at Deary. I knew we were struggling down the bottom and we not enjoying it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for, for a lot of reasons it wasn't just the fact that we weren't winning. Uh, as I stated, there, there, there was a lot of things going on. Yeah, no, it was so a refresher to go to the Gatlin where it was that big that kind of club that there was... And i would say Deary was one of really good people and that club yeah. actually went... To the ball. It's carried back and the club has been uh, has been rebuilt, but it went out of business because of, of because of issues that haven't been agents related to the 'cause his former chairman and, and, and Jerry Slim, the manager that's so, case. There was a lot of really good people that were um given time into that club that lost their club for a while. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, no it's it just it's interesting to hear that uh, the kind of that side of the story because you know, I, I having followed the Irish League only in the last three or four years, I, I look up to sides like Dungannon and, and people like Balamina and, and, and Warren Point and stuff like that. And I want these smaller clubs to do well, same in Scottish football, same in all leagues. I like to see the sort of provincial smaller clubs really challenging the big guns in the leagues. You need them.
2: Yeah, well, it makes sense the first thing that you get it. Scottish football is is, is, is probably more of a problem than, than Irish football, and that it is really, at the minute, it's really one club dominating. But for so long, it's it's two clubs have dominated football in Scotland for so long that um, to, to make that uh, to make things interesting, you know, the more clubs you have that can potentially win a league. Well, naturally is better there's a, of, there's a bit of a problem here with that but it's so far I, mean, I mean the last lot of years it's been dominated by the big and then I think that Kitschinger had it go at it before that you know Colorado had a challenge and now again, getting harder to come back so I meant like this year we really, like, he potentially having five clubs who couldn't have won the league it's pretty much now that they're going to be looking to it but um, there's progression in that respect here and, and uh, it can only be it can only be good in terms of um, I think the story but yeah. provincial clubs it's one of the most refreshing mm-hmm. stories in, in football and in, uh, certainly in this country in terms of where they've come from Absolutely. to where they are now
0: Yeah, absolutely. You had a fabulous playing career, Chris. Um, You spent a little bit of time uh, in the media, and you got to work with people like Joel Taggart and uh, Michael McNamee. What are those guys like to work for? Because when I followed Irish League show, that's how I sort of came into following Northern Irish Football, sort of 2015, 2016. These guys sound like really great crack.
2: Yeah, they they are. They're good guys. Yeah. I, I finished playing 2010 uh, and uh, pretty much went from, from playing to straight into work on, on, on radio and uh, radio on the sports of on Saturday. And it's probably the first thing, uh, I didn't really think when I finished my last game, something wrong, I will my last game was the way to consider, so I played my last game where, where it all started, which was a, a nice little bit of irony. Um, but I didn't really overly miss things in that period between the end of uh well, middle of May to the middle of August and the season restarted. And the first day of the season we did off duty and both of radio screens and the, the, the press box of prepare the, for the game at Lincoln. And it was only that moment when players came out the player and there's lots of people that don't and everything you do is either good or bad and there's no middle ground and it's a bit like that when you're, when you're then co-commenting or you're talking about something. Mm-hmm. you know one person will say he's great with what does and somebody else he just doesn't like he just
0: goes absolutely
2: and, you know so you just have to you just
0: Did you ever feel during your professional career that there was an opportunity for you to go across the water to maybe lower league England or, or in Scotland? Was there an opportunity for that, Chris? Yeah. So the different times, different
2: things going on, some really significant. Uh, I mean, uh, the, the level here, the, at the upper end of the level here, I do feel that a lot of players should have a career, and in, in certainly the lower leagues right opportunity and things falling into place now there's lots of instances of players that have lived here have, have successful careers really successful yeah. careers and, and players that have been taught success years so, um, yeah I mean it didn't
0: happen for me uh, it's not something that has been massively regret, or I never really have loved an opportunity to progress with this job
2: yeah. yeah yeah no I'm just yeah. thinking I look at it, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, no, I was just thinking of people like Paul Smith, who's done really well. Um, okay. you know, there's, there's a few other people that have gone over from the Northern Irish League into lower league in England and doing really well. And um, I, th- I think it's fantastic. We obviously had Brad Lyons, who, who went to St. Millen yeah. um, in Scotland. Um, people like Bobby Burns, who were at Hearts in Livingston as well. So, no, they, these, these guys are, 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 have made a killing and, and have been doing quite well. I, I just wondered if the opportunity had arisen for yourself, hence my question.
2: Yeah. Oh, well, it's it, nothing. Nothing like that. I think people are looking at. Uh, I, I would suspect um, the, the clubs in, in England, Scotland will be looking at a lot of those young players. That's I mean, Gavin White, a classy. That's the be,
0: one I was thinking. Of,
2: yeah. yeah, Gavin. You know, had a great career in, in the Irish really uh, League. ability, went to off his, took a lot of, of time to, to settle in. in the pace of things that are big impact Mark Sykes went to the scene they, they were there together and I cannot miss the Paris. Um, so there, there's lots of players that are, that are shining here playing in the RC. And if they can get 100, 150 games teams and are about between the ages and eighteen and twenty one here. Then they're going to move ahead and and it's the ability they're gonna move ahead of a lot of the sort of gunning players that are in the English Academy system because there's a ton of battle head here and they're kind of t in, in an environment where the economy system is it a development. The plan of the game here is that matters. You've got to deliver your pressure. You've got to deliver you're yeah. you've in front of the crowds, and that's going to give you a hard time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, it, it's, it's got that level of responsibility. I mean, you're, you're a
2: little bit further down the road until you've developed it uh, because you're used to playing. Crucialised a situations and uh, I do suspect that more and more clubs that I can spot will look at those players so if they get an opportunity here and take a chance of them because I'm getting a fairly you know they're not paying big money for a lot these players, yeah, um, and they can just be getting players that are that are ready to go in and have an
0: impact. Yeah, that's sort of leading on to my sort of final question of this interview. What's your sort of the, the kind of view, your crystal ball of the future of the Irish League? Because for me, as a Scotsman, sort of looking into the league, it seems like a league that is definitely on the up.
2: Yeah, I mean, I do think it's, it's in terms of. The standard where it's at now is um, as high as it's been for a long time, we're moving to a more, more a professional environment, there's a lot more um, there's, there's players coming in from outside and I, I always really think that can help develop the players that are already here One and within the, the structure. inside the league and bring players yeah. and As long as that doesn't block the opportunity for young players here I think if we lift people around standard then that can only be a good thing and you know, I said earlier that there was at one point in the year they were living around that Christmas period there was five clubs five clubs you even said to go on and win the league out of 12 and that's a, that's a big percentage of them absolutely yeah how yeah. many leagues would you look at across albeit yes or not Halfway through, tells you that you know you get something that's healthy there. Absolutely. Um, yeah. If he has fallen away, it looks like Leicester are going to ball and be the team to win the league this season. Yeah. Um,
0: And I think, it's, I think it's been shaped in a couple of other ways. I was just thinking of, you know, the quality of managers in the league as well. Obviously, David Healy's done very well Linfield. You've got Oren Kearney having had a stint in Scotland, come back to Rain and doing really well. You've got... So Obviously you mentioned the overseas players like Glen Torn have brought in players like Van Overbeek and Plum And they've made a really big difference as well But obviously as well, we talk about battling in Europe You know, Linfield had that really good run against Carabao. Very unfortunate to go out on away goals I remember watching certainly the second leg And very unlucky not yeah. to go through and That can only um, kind of improve the quality and the, the landscape of the Irish League
2: oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely Crusaders is another one that
0: yeah, performed really well against
2: Wolves at the morning and they lost not know the next feature now but kind of a really good performance for long third in that game and um, that, that, those, that long performance the if, if they can continue uh, and maintain that uh, every year in Europe it's going to be helpful in terms of uh, the money that potentially comes into the league so There and people in Scotland would have seen the job that he did at St. Martin and yep. kept him in the league. Yep. <laughs> Excuse me. And, and for whatever reason, you know, there was a fallout there. Yeah. But he's he come back and, and just moved seamlessly back into his role at Coleraine. And, and guess what? Coleraine are, are having a fantastic yep. season. So yep. um, there, there's, there would be a lot to be said about Bidoran as a manager. And yep. I think you get people that are just good at managing people. And to me, he obviously is one that can do that because. Yeah. Um, there's lots of good players around, and if you can make them all play well, well, you know, once you been speaking, you're be doing you know, you're, you're, you're can get of the level performance right, then generally
0: the athlete, so. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one last question uh, before we wrap things up. It, hopefully, the coronavirus will have eased soon. Um, <laughs> if, it, if it hopefully subsides, who's favourite for the title? Is it Linfield's to lose?
2: Uh, yeah, they're they're in the strongest position now, um, and it's, it hasn't been the greatest season for Linfield, but it's just a different time. They, I mean, they've had a little big blitz in form, Um they're nice in a position that they've got a, a decent lead. And there's, there's, they've been in that position before, they they, they know how to, to to see things through at this stage, so yeah, because wouldn't be one-and-five type of bit of time, kind of course, yeah, I just think that the leadership he have and the fact that they experience been there for the players of that Yeah, I would be amazed if it was anybody other than the team that won the league, unless the coronavirus um, dictates
0: otherwise. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Chris, we've come to the end of this interview, and I've thoroughly enjoyed uh, learning more about your career, and I hope uh, many other listeners um, uh, do likewise. So, thanks very much for taking part. Um, I really do appreciate it. Oh, I'm a no worries at all. Well, listener, that brings us to the end of yet another episode of Campbell's Footballs. I hope this podcast was just what the doctor ordered. If you want to listen to previous shows or look out for future shows, follow Campbell's Footballs on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to other podcasts. You can also follow the show on Facebook at Campbell's Footballs, search for me, StatoG91, on Instagram or other social media channels. But until then, until next time, I hope you enjoyed the crack and enjoy Campbell's footballs.